to the Friday version of the Daily Walk. You've made it. You've made it to Friday. And we are going to not only end the week, but we're going to end the book of Zechariah. And welcome again. I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger. And today on the Daily Walk, as I said, we're going to finish Zechariah. We're in chapters 12, 13, and 14. And fancy that. We're going to end the book, we're going to end the week, and we're going to talk about the end of the world. No, not really. We're going to talk about the end of oppression. But it does talk about the end of time when the Lord comes back and we don't have to deal with oppression and sin and living in a world where we're constantly persecuted. And, you know, I talked about a week ago about how we are persecuted and we may not realize it you know and someone really close to me was truthfully living out persecution to the fullest yesterday was put in a really um, precarious situation I'll just say precarious okay because it was a situation that could have been life-threatening and only that person and another one knew it and because of the situation not only did they thwart all evil and protect a mass number of people but because the ones over them didn't know the situation, that person caught reprimand for it at the same time because that person over them didn't have a clue what was going on. And this is what I talk about in persecution. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Be glad in it. For great is your reward. Now, see, great is the reward because, you know, they really thwarted what could have been a volatile situation. Now, it didn't turn out to be that way, but they really looked out for people. And while it wasn't life-threatening, it still was a volatile situation. And it didn't warrant any kind of reprimand. And, you know, the person that did the reprimand... It just shows the ignorance of what it's like. And it all it all focuses on the fact that, you know, if we don't have Jesus, we blurt out things in the unknowing because we don't walk in love. See, if we're walking in love, <laughs> we don't do that. We try to find out, hey, what was the situation with that, you know? Why did that happen? What what was that all about? Instead of just coming across in hateful ways. And, you know, the person doing a reprimand is known not to 
have a personal relationship with Christ and is known to be uh, of this kind of style anyway. But it really showed how much we are persecuted for my name's sake, and theirs is the kingdom of God. And that is what Zechariah closes with today is, hey, if we just follow God, if we just work in his love, if we just stay in covenant relationship with him, then we get to inherit the kingdom. And that's what he's trying to tell the people of Jerusalem and Israel and Judah. You know, come on, let's reunite, let's reunite, and let's be a part of the new Jerusalem. And so he says, hey, this message is from the Lord who stretched out the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and formed the human spirit. You know, we're going to get to the New Testament, and Jesus is going to talk to a woman because he's going to be relevant, and she's at the well, and he asks her for a drink, and they get into this thing about worship, and he says, you know what? It doesn't matter where you worship. Thank you, because we all worship in spirit. It's not about worshiping in a brick and mortar. It's about worshiping in spirit. Worship the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Wait a minute. I thought that was love. It is. And if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, which is what all these minor prophets and major prophets are trying to say, then you can worship the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength anywhere because we worship in spirit because it's the same God. Oh, that's a song, you know, and I love it. I'm calling on the God of Jacob. Yeah, I know I butchered it, but hey, it's the same God that formed the human spirit and everything else we live in. So he's calling them, hey, come on. If you come into covenant relationship with me, I'm going to make you as a mo an immovable rock. And all that oppression and all those people and all the nations around you and all the, all the things that try to, to mess with you will try to mess with you. The, all the nations will gather against you to try to move you, but they will only hurt themselves. Now think about that. This person that was real close to me was very upset about the outcome yesterday. And, and think about this. When the Lord is in you, First <laughs> John 4, 4, I know we haven't got there. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then this says, they will come against you but they, and try to move you, but they will only hurt themselves. Wow. And what did Jesus say? I know we haven't got there. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. Be glad in it, for great is your reward. Because they're only hurting themselves. That's not in there. I'm just saying. Because what is their reward? They don't get a reward. The people of Jerusalem have, have, strength, have found strength in the Lord. That's what the people are going to say. 
they're going to say all those those enemies, those people persecuting us are going to say, oh, no, look, they've found strength in the Lord of heaven's armies because they're going to say, where did they get such strength? Where did they find a way to get through such calamity? How are you doing that? You know, and I remember when I went through you know, one of the worst moments in my life. It's really the worst moment in my life. And, and then I gave it all to the Lord, and I and I and it just totally wrecked me. It's in my other podcast called The Reckoning, W-R-E-C-K, apostrophe N-I-N-G. It's also available on all the podcast platforms. Yes, that's a plug. I, I talk about how people are like, man, how are you getting through all this, man? This I, this would be tearing me up. And I'm like, it's all because of Jesus. He totally changed me. And so right here, Zechariah is saying, there's going to be such change in you because you are able to stand up to things and they're not even hurting you. People are going to say, oh, wow, they found power in the God of heaven's armies. Whoa. And then he says again, I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and the people of Jerusalem. That's you and me. That's us who go into covenant with him. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son they will grieve bitterly for him as a firstborn son. This is in Zechariah 12.10. This is messianic. Because remember when, uh, maybe we haven't got there for some of us haven't read the Bible. When they, when Jesus is crucified, they want to make sure he's dead, even though they know he's dead. The guys that were crucified with him, they broke their bones and broke his leg, their legs. But they knew Jesus was dead because he's given up his spirit already. And I won't give it all away. But they pierced his side. And out of his side, this is only in John, came blood and water. So they will look on him whom they pierced. These are the people that missed him. And they will mourn for him. As an only son. These are the people that are coming to Jesus. These are the people who saw that. These are the people that are like, oh no, why did this happen? And so they look at that because it's like, oh no. But the great thing is we know he rises again. And because of that, he takes all of our transgressions, all of our sin, all of our persecution, all the things that we ever had to endure to the cross. Now, you know, one of the things he says, to follow me, you got to bear your own cross. So that means you got to crucify the things that are holding you back from relationship with me. Because I've already crucified them. Now you got to crucify them. And here's the thing, crucify people think means die on a cross. No, crucify means nailed to the cross. Or, in, you know, in his case, he was nailed to the cross. Crucify a lot of times was tied to the cross. 
But at any rate, since we're talking about Jesus, it's nailed to the cross. You've got to put on a cross, nail it there, and and sacrifice it. Kill it. I don't want it no more. And let Jesus carry that to the grave too. And leave it in hell where it's supposed to be. Because why is he taking it to hell? Because that's the thing that's going to take us to hell. He wants to take it to hell for you, leave it there, and you don't have to have it anymore. And then you'll look on him, and you won't have tears of mourning, but you'll have tears of rejoicing because then you will be set free. And then that's why people will look on you and say, oh, look, they found strength in the Lord of Heaven's armies. And then they won't be able to, come after you with their own persecution and be able to move you because they know that you've been found whole and been renewed in the strength found only in the Lord. See, it's easy to know God, but is it, it is he Lord of your life? Because the next chapter says, on that day a fountain will be opened for the dynasty, a fountain to cleanse them from all their sins and impurity. See, that fountain is that water, that living water that comes out. That woman I told you about that was at the well and said, can I have a drink? That's that living water Jesus talks about, the living water that's in him. And see that when we get to see that living water when his side is pierced and blood and water comes out. That's why John makes it such a point to say that. That living water flows. We look at the New Jerusalem. Ezekiel talks about out of New Jerusalem, there's a from the temple is that is that river that flows and it comes out and it's crystal clear and you can see it and it's sparkly and all that so that living water is there and that's for all of us to have and, and he talks about in Zechariah 13 he talks about the scattering of the sheep and he's like strike down the shepherd and the sheep will scatter so here's the thing even though the Lord goes through all this and he offers this salvation to all of us he wants all of us to come into relationship with him, and he's doing all this. He's got mercy and grace for all of us, and he wants everybody to come back. And this is Zechariah's time. He's given all the people that are in exile this opportunity. Not everyone will come back. Remember, in, in New Testament, we're going to find out where Jesus says, you know, look, I'm going to do this for you, but you guys are all going to scatter. I've just been through all the Gospels this week. I've been making it a point to read one Gospel a day, and man, I love it. And, and it's imperative that we know that even the 12 that followed Jesus, first and foremost, Jesus picked one of them, known full well, and, and I, I have to tell you this, he knew, even when he picked him, that he wasn't going to treat Jesus right. Why did he do that then? One, he knew that his job was to fulfill what the Lord laid out, right? He knew he had to come and give his life for man, 
so that we could have eternal life with him. But I also think that he had to teach us we have to love our enemies. And he knew that this guy was going to be an enemy. But I also think it represents how the Lord has hope in even the hardest heart. So in Zechariah, the Lord has hope for all mankind, and he's trying to get all the exiles to see, look, you were exiled because you turned against me, and now I'm giving you new grace and mercy, so I'm hoping you'll come. But here's the thing. Even when I give you grace and mercy, there's going to be tons of you that are going to that are going to scatter. And this is messianic too because the Lord says this, Jesus says this too. And he says, many of you are going to scatter and won't come back to me, but some of you will. And I will bring the ones that come back to me. And he gives numbers. I mean, he says two-thirds of the people will scatter and not come back but a third of you'll come back and i i'm not i don't want us to get hung up on predestined like god's already measured out how many are gonna make it all right because that's not the case this is always jesus speaks a lot of times metaphorically the lord speaks metaphorically the the prophets speak metaphorically and you can't put a number on the the thirds and the two thirds. You just got to look at, he's telling us that not everybody's going to choose me, but of the ones that choose me, I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. (laughs) And I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. So here's the thing. I know in my case, There are many people that have gone through the things I have gone through, but not everybody that goes through what I have gone through. I've got people asking me to pray for them right now that are going through what I've gone through on the worst day of my life. But the difference is I turned to the Lord and said, Lord, I can't do this without you. I need you in my life, and I am not going to do this on my own. And I gave my life to the Lord, and I've never looked back. I've said, Lord, I can't, I got to have you. But there are those that are going through the same thing I've gone through, and I'm going through it today, and I try to relate that to them, that, man, the only way I did it and the only way I can make it today, and the way I have what I have today is all because of the Lord. And they still refuse to believe And if I look at right now that situation, I am a third of what I'm thinking. So you can take that as you want, but the real answer is Jesus is our only solution. I mean, and that's what Zechariah is saying. He's coming. He wants to love you. He wants to have you in relationship, and he wants you to to be a part of his family so that we can stand up to all that stuff that comes against us. Because in 14, he just talks about on the day, he closes out with on the day when he comes and it's finally the new Jerusalem comes 
and his feet are going to stand on the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives is key. There's a whole lot of scripture. If you look in the preface, it, it references how many times Mount of Olives is there. And I can't, I don't want to go into it a lot because it's really in the, the New Testament a lot. It's, it's really relevant to Jesus's lifetime too. So he's going to stand on the Mount of Olives and it's going to split in half. And, and then what's going to happen, you know, daytime is going to be continuous. And if we look in the New Testament again, I keep making that, man, we're almost there. Two more days. Uh, we know that in the heavens, there will be no darkness. There will be no need for sun because the light will always be. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, we love the summertime when it stays light longer, but can you imagine <laughs> being there and in worship all the time because the Lord God is there? And for the ones that don't make it, he's going to send plagues on all the nations and it's going to be, it's going to be an eternal hell. So I, I just, I know for me, and I hope for some of us that are listening today, maybe, maybe we haven't made that decision yet, but let me tell you, I know I can't do it without him. And I know that he is the whole reason for what I am and what I have today. So I just hope if you're in that limbo stage that you will see that the Lord, when he's with you, will carry you through the storms. And he wants to be in a relationship. He's showing grace and mercy every day. And he wants to make you an immovable object because people will see that you have the strength of the Lord of heaven's armies. Because, as Zechariah puts it earlier, he is protecting you with his ring of fire around you. And his Holy Spirit is in you. That's some of the greatest promises Zechariah has. That was from Zechariah 2.5. So today on Friday as we close it out, know that the Lord loves you. He's got great plans for you. And man, if you haven't got him in your life yet, know that all that he wants for you is the best. And what a great way to close out the week knowing that he is our rock, and our strength. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow as we go through the final book of the Old Testament called Malachi. Have a great Friday. Word of God speak.